0: Welcome to the Tending Our Nets Podcast, where we believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We encourage everyone to learn more, and we work to equip believers to share their faith with everyone they know. All right, welcome to the Tending Our Nets Podcast. My name is Joshua Sherman, and I am your host here talked last week about some different passages in Scripture that really kind of help to fill out what that means. I want to continue a little bit with that, pull out a few more things from Scripture to prepare us for the next episode. So, a uh, few things to talk about. We have Romans 8, 28-30. This passage is often uh, the, the subject of debate among people that have different views about exactly how we are saved. But what I want to focus on is one particular detail. So this is from the ESV Romans eight twenty-eight through 30. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Notice what it says, we are predestined for. It says that those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. We are meant to be conformed to the image of Christ, who is the image of, the perfect image of God. In fact, is God incarnate. So, we are supposed to be more like him. Paul says in uh, Romans 8, 1 and 2, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ from the law of sin and death. So what does it mean to be in Christ? This isn't just, I think, a state where we're placed like a container or something, but there's actually a sense of participation given that we are called the body of Christ as the church. To be in Christ is to participate with Christ in what he is doing in the world. In 2 Peter 1, 3-5, we read this, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. Partakers of the divine nature. That's another thing I think we can barely begin to understand. I definitely think it goes beyond what we usually think of when we think of heaven and clouds and harps, when we think of having a ticket to heaven and being saved. There is something deeper going on here in Scripture. There's something deeper that's being pointed to when we're talking about the destiny of those who believe, who have faith, who trust, who have allegiance, who are faithful in and to Christ. In Ephesians 3, 4 through 6, we read, When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Members of the same body, the body of Christ. In Ephesians 2, 4-7, we read this, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So when we talk about the destiny of believers, We're talking about participation in Christ. We're talking about relationship on the deepest level as parts of God's family. We're talking about actually becoming partakers of the divine nature, becoming like Christ. Not that we become gods ourselves, but becoming more and more like Christ. That is mind-blowing. It's incredible. And that is far beyond, again, what I think we usually think of in the church, when we just think, I'm saved. This is the hope that we are calling people to. It's literally a participation in the Trinity, our participation in God by grace. What does it mean to be in relationship with God, to be in the fellowship that God has within the Trinity, by grace, through Christ? We don't know. (laughs) But... It's far beyond anything I think we can ever imagine. And so I just want to call us to reflect on what that means so that we can get beyond these basic ideas we have about escaping from this life and move towards the real goal I think that God has for us in becoming one with him. And what theologians refer to as union without fusion, we remain ourselves and yet we become more and more unified with God. That is incredible, and that is what we have through Christ. That is part of the gospel. Amen. Thanks for tuning in this week. I'm glad to have you here. And like always, please like, subscribe, share, rate, review on your podcast apps on YouTube, and share this around so that we can help to spread the word and equip Christians to share their faith effectively with everyone they know. God bless. You've been listening to the Tending Our Nets podcast. If you like what you hear, check us out at the Raven Creek Social Club and by searching for us on social media via Tending Our Nets.